There are many ways people listen to Vision, including in cars through the Vision app. The Vision app is compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have mobile coverage, you can stream any of Vision's live radio channels in crystal clear quality and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts all on the go. There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to Vision. However and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Before we get to a federal election, which is likely in May, the people of New South Wales are presently enduring a political campaign in the lead up to their state election, which is coming up on the 23rd of March. Now, in New South Wales, there are all sorts of debates that are going on around economic issues. Of course, the types of things that happen in state elections. You know, you've got health, education, transport, infrastructure. And there's a host of important social issues which divide loyalties. Things like burqas, uh, things like freedoms, uh, scripture and chaplains in schools. And some of these things affect uh, affected by the controversies around uh, even the latest developments, as we've been talking about through this last 15, 20 minutes, uh, surround uh, Catholic Cardinal George Pell. Well, there are plenty of issues that need to be unpacked with sound Christian perspectives. And so over this next hour, you'll be able to participate in our conversation. Our special guest is the Reverend Dr. Ross Clifford. Uh, He's one of those Christian leaders engaging in the political processes that shape his state and the nation. He's the New South Wales State President of the Christian Democratic Party. He's also been Principal of Morling Theological College since 1997. He's a former President of Australian Baptist Ministries and President of the New South Wales Council of Churches. He practiced law in New South Wales and in the Northern Territory and he's authored more than a dozen books. There's so much to talk about even an introduction but always such a pleasure to welcome back to 2020 uh, Ross Clifford. Hello Ross, welcome back. Hello Neil and good to be back with you. Uh, Ross there's so much going on, Uh, I don't know we'll get to talk about everything today but uh, let's just quickly start with uh, some of the economic issues in New South Wales because economic issues and I've heard it described as what's going on in Sydney and wider New South Wales, something along the lines of growing pains. So there'll be all sorts of debates and policies, both sides of the divide, all about the sorts of things that are going to help uh, Sydney and New South Wales to continue growing. Have you noticed that across the campaign so far? Oh, yes, Neil, very much so, that the growing pains and the infrastructure and not having sufficient infrastructure and delivery of infrastructure is very much at the heart of the debate, as well as what is our appropriate uh, population levels in Sydney and in New South Wales and across Australia. So they've, mate, they've been really very strong debate issues. And the current government, uh, which people might not be aware, is a Liberal government. The current government has done a lot of infrastructure building but much of it is un- not completed, mate. So next to me is a railway station that they've closed for nine months to do something else on. So people are in this kind of messy situation that they want infrastructure. You know, it's kind of being delivered, but it's not yet here. So all of those are significant issues. Infrastructure, 
population numbers, uh, growth, high rise, all of those kind of matters. In one sense here, I imagine, Ross, that uh, when you've got debate happening over the economic issues, uh, there are some that are going to have some uh, better policies than others. The real controversies when you're a Christian often come to the social issues that we might talk about in the lead up to an election. Uh, No lack of those either that are happening in New South Wales. Oh, absolutely, Neil. And those social issues really go across the country, don't they? That what's played out in New South Wales has been played out in every state. And we need to be aware, uh, Neil, that in New South Wales, uh, the polls at the moment that we have in the Christian Democratic Party indicate that the government may well be defeated. And uh, if they are returned, they may well come back as a minority government, uh, but the Labor government may well win the election And if they win the election, they'll be very much dependent in the upper house on parties like the Greens to ensure they get their legislation through. So a lot of the moral and social issues are really very significant because we can't guarantee who's going to control uh, New South Wales over the next uh, four years. And that's a real concern. Uh, Ross, let's talk about some context here, because as you're president of the uh, Christian Democratic Party, and uh, let's talk about the CDP, the Christian Democratic Party, uh, in the context of the function of government in New South Wales, because you've got uh, some upper house members and well-known names like the Reverend Fred Nile, and mm. Paul Green, who uh, I yeah. was speaking to just recently. But uh, give us a little idea of the context of how the CDP works uh, in the function of government across the state. Well, the CDP, Fred Nile and Paul Green, have the balance of power. And so the government of the day, whether it's Liberal or Labor, haven't been able to pass bills in the upper house and therefore pass bills for, for New South Wales without their support. And so, therefore, they've had a very strategic uh, role to play. And Fred Nile likes to call it the balance of prayer rather than the balance of power. And, Neil, we need to remember this when we vote for independence, that a party like the Christian Democratic Party does this very well. Unlike the Greens, they're not in government and they don't pretend to be in government. So they're not there to feed every bill that the government puts up. Uh, If the government's got a mandate for the bill, then CDP will seek to reform that bill to make it a better bill, but not seek to defeat the government if they've already got a mandate from the polls. And then they'll bring in their own legislation, which they think is appropriate. So they're there for Christian values, there to make sure the bills reflect that as best as possible, but they're not there to try to be, you know, the government and try to just delay everything and stop everything happening as we're seeing in Canberra at the moment. Uh, Let's get a a few impressions from you here, Ross. Because you're president of the Christian Democratic Party, uh, you've not got, you know, not got uh, special uh, allegiances to perhaps either Mm. side. Uh, So your thoughts, uh, you know, and this is where I always love to talk about uh, these sorts of things with Christian leaders who are engaged in political processes, because typically. Uh, you're happy to put the boot in wherever the boot needs to be put in. Uh, so when we talk about the Liberals and the Labor Party in New South Wales, uh, what are your thoughts on contrasting uh, views and perhaps more in a general sense, you know, the Liberals and the Labor Party? Uh, I mean, what, what are your thoughts for, for both sides there from the Christian Democratic Party point of view? Well, the Christian Democratic Party have worked with both parties when they've been in government But at the moment, with respect to the moral and social issues, they would prefer to have a Liberal national government than a Labor government. Now, there's some good 
Christians within the Labor Party, but issues like euthanasia. I can guarantee you, Neil, that as soon as the election is over, the first bill the Greens will be putting up in the New South Wales Parliament in the Upper House will be euthanasia. Uh, you know, they, they do it all the time. They tell you they're about the environment and everything else. But if you watch the Greens, they're paranoid about moral issues. They tell you all that, but they go batting for same-sex marriage or euthanasia or whatever it happens to be or banning schools from, you know, who, you know being able to employ people they don't think should uh, be employed. I mean, that, that's where they go. So, And Labor, of course, are dependent on the Greens in much of what they need to get passed. So their influence comes that way. So um, if the areas that we're concerned about, like uh, Sharia law, uh, burqas, freedom for schools, uh, chaplains, uh, euthanasia, protection of family, all of those we think we're going to get a better shot at it with a Liberal government than a Labor government. So in New South Wales, would you describe what's happening there on the left side of politics, that Labor side of politics, as what has been happening in other states, say uh, in Victoria and in Queensland, where you've got this deepening socialism or progressivism, and uh, there's all sorts of colourful names that try to make these things look uh, like they're uh, very good for a nation. Uh, From a Christian point of view, of course, we recognise there's some real challenges there, but is this deepening socialism uh, infectious within the Labor Party in New South Wales? Look, it is, uh, but in fairness, I mean, there's a lot of very good Labor politicians that we would have good relationships with. But, Neil, I think our concern is that the Christian church needs to understand there's a very strong move from the left, very strong move from the left, uh, to, to, to reduce how we operate, to uh, make it difficult for us, to remove us from schools, to uh, remove our choice on who we employ in schools and who we employ in Christian institutions and our theological colleges. There's a very strong move to... Uh, you know, to, to look at how we're our taxation relationships and, and, and the services we supply. And we ought to be very aware of that. And the voice that they're more likely to get that through is the Labor Party in combination with the Greens. The Greens are the interesting one in here because Labor does seem very prone to the influence that comes from the more radical left end of the Greens. And so in the upper house in New South Wales, uh, which is where, at this present time, the CDP holds the balance of power, what sort of risks are there that if the Greens have a bigger say in the upper house uh, to the way that New South Wales politics is likely to go? Oh, big big risk. Big risk with respect to uh, chaplains in schools, uh, big risk with respect to euthanasia and type bills resurfacing, um, a big risk to institutions like Morling and other Bible colleges as to who they can employ, uh, who they can enrol as students. Uh, and we're not being sensational here. I mean, the Greens have made it very clear and they've declared that all the exemptions for Christian organisations with respect to who they can employ and who they don't have to employ, you know, people in same-sex relationships or whatever, will be removed under their influence. So, I mean, you know, we're not misquoting them. I mean, that, 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 that's their game, Neil. That's, <laughs> and so, you know, we just need to be aware of that. I mean, you know, we're not going to suffer persecution as, as desperate as it in some parts of our world, but we need to be aware the game is on and Christians need to decide, you know, if they want the future of our states and our government 
to have Christian influence? And if so, how do we achieve that at the polling booth? A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Our special guest this hour is the Reverend Dr. Ross Clifford and as the New South Wales State President of the Christian Democratic Party wears a lot of hats uh, but uh, this is the one we're talking about today as we get a handle on the developments that are coming with the New South Wales State election. Uh, So many things impact on that and uh, just in the conversation before uh, we introduced you Ross uh, we were talking about the conviction that was announced yesterday of course it happened last December Mm. uh, of Cardinal George Pell, uh, even these sorts of issues have an impact on the way Christians are thinking and people are thinking about Christians. What are your thoughts on the developments? Yeah, look, you're spot on, Neil. I think the development we need to keep in mind, uh, that Cardinal Pell has every right to appeal, and that's what he's doing. And until his appeal is heard, we shouldn't be up and down shouting that this man is guilty of whatever. Uh, I've had a brief look at the evidence. I used to be a lawyer as many others have, and I can understand why he's appealing. I don't know if he's guilty or innocent, Neil, but I can understand why he's appealing when I have a chance to look at the evidence as others have had that chance. So let the appeal process go through, and and let's see what happens at the end of that appeal process before we get all excited one way or the other. We are ultimately concerned for the victims, of course, of awful sexual abuse. But there's a group of people out there, mate, who just want to bag tell whoever they can at any stage dance on anybody's grave they can let's let's be fair let's you know presumption of innocence until his legal process is finished okay we're taking calls you might have your thoughts on any of these issues we're talking about today Uh, thoughts on what's happening in the developments in the campaign in new south wales with the state election just over three weeks away of course there's a federal election on the way as well and just as important to be talking to the christian democratic party about those federal issues so we're taking calls 1-800-316-316 let's hear from ursula who is in new south wales hello Ursula, welcome along. Oh, good morning and good morning, Ross. Good to hear you on the radio. Uh, thank you, Ursula. Good to hear you. <laughs> uh, I have not so much of a question, but more of an appeal and an encouragement, uh, perhaps for Christians, um, with the election coming up, to actually uh, research your best candidate for your electorate. Uh, I don't believe the CDP is standing uh, candidates in every elected this year. Uh, at least I'm not standing this time. Um, and uh, so I'm just wondering, you know, can people research the person who best reflects biblical values, get behind them and hand out how to vote for them in the, in the pre-polls and on the polling booth and just be out there for people to see? Otherwise, if, if there's no presence on those, in those places, um, people can get, can, you know, confused. They're not exactly sure how they can vote for someone with their values. Russ, your thoughts for Ashley? Oh, spot on. So, you know, just because someone's a Christian doesn't make them the best politician, but you should look at people's values and position, and if they're a good person and a Christian, then, you know, let's see them in Parliament. I totally agree, Ursula. And uh, check out who's the best candidate for your particular electorate. And one thing that Ursula did say, Neil, that is really vital for any state or any federal election, so much now is done by pre-poll it's going to get up to 50% in some elections by pre-poll. And so elections can be almost won before you actually get to the election date. So, um, you know, talk to your friends, uh, hand out 
uh, your, 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 your brochures and whatever, but don't wait till election day because it might all be over by election day. And uh, I should just say the electoral rolls close on Monday in New South Wales and pre-poll voting starts on the 11th of March. I want to say thank you so much to Ursula for your call and we'll take some more calls in just a few moments. Uh, So far as uh, pre-poll voting goes, uh, sometimes uh, we leave it to the last minute Uh, Ross, before we start talking about these Christian values, and there will be a number of Christian values research checklists that will come out, not only for the New South Wales election, but also for the federal election. These are important because when Christians are looking at doing a little bit of research here, it's important to be able to look at how your conscience might align with your vote. Uh, This is an important aspect. Oh, absolutely. And if you look at those... uh, uh, polls that come out, and if you look at that research that shows, you know, who holds the Christian values, you'll see that the CDP wins all the time, uh, because it is a clearly Christian party standing for Christian values with the Lord Jesus at the head of the party. Now, that's not to say every party needs to look like that, but we believe that we're salt, we're light, and Neil, that that's needed in the Australian political environment today and culture and there are going to be issues that CDP stand for that no other party will stand for. And just to, before we take another call, a quick comment here, because the CDP holds the balance of power in the upper house in New South Wales you can identify the way that New South Wales has not streaked ahead like Victoria and like what's happening in Queensland on a whole lot of these social issues. There has been a, uh, in some ways a concern Straint on the way that governments have moved to uh, legislate on social issues. It's a testimony of what happens when you hold the balance of power. Oh, absolutely. And I've heard both leaders of both major parties say that Fred Noel has been the conscience of the New South Wales Parliament. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Western Australia. Jenny is on the line. Hi, Jenny. Welcome along. Hi. How are you going? Very good, Jenny. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to have a bit of a rant. I don't know how you can make a rant more Christian than anybody else's rant. But um, my thing that I believe is happening all over Australia and the world is um, social engineering. And that's just to um, engineer people and society into a way that the powers that be want us to go. Um, The things like homosexuality, and, and gender-based issues has been gradual exposure over time. The media plays a lot in that. And, um, and uh, brainwashing through the media. And I know there's a lot of people, uh, especially Christians, who want to deny that certain things are happening and they don't see it and they think that anybody that speaks about it is um, a conspiracy theorist. And nobody, um, a lot of people just don't want to see it. And... I think that um, many individuals, Christian individuals, have stayed quiet, and they still are. They're being ruled by fear. Jenny, you are making some fabulous sense there, and you raise a very important issue. And uh, I'll just uh, add my uh, two, Bob, just before we get a, a response from Ross Clifford. But uh, when you take Christianity out of the equation, all you have then left uh, is one big laboratory where all sorts of social experimentation will take place. And uh, I'll get a thought here from uh, Ross Clifford. Uh, your thoughts for Jenny on this whole idea of a social experiment going on? 
Oh, look, I agree, Neil, and, and Christians need to be at the forefront. I, it, we could tell that there was going to be an attack on, on schools and Christian institutions with respect to who they employ and, and who they take as students. You, you could tell that was coming, Neil. You just knew it was coming. So some of us had to put things on web websites to say who we are, to protect ourselves and whatever. But many Christians just, you know, went along as if, nothing. oh, no, that won't occur. That's not a problem. Well, it is now a problem and how it's caught up with us. And it caught up with us, Neil, with, ha with hardly a minute's warning that this bill was being promoted by Penny Wong in Parliament with how, hardly a minute's warning. It's social engineering, it's intentional, it's getting there, and you've just got to follow the chain and speak before it actually happens. Thank you so much to Jenny from WA, and uh, I didn't think it was a, a terrible rant. I thought, uh, well, actually, a bit of common no. sense in there. That was, uh, yeah, it was well fabulous. Played, yeah. uh, well done, Jenny. And look, just to draw attention to this for a few moments, because we're only a, a couple of minutes out from news, uh, but, Ross, you are the principal of what is the largest theological training centre in the whole of the nation, uh, the Morling Theological College, and you would be directly affected if there were changes to the laws that enabled you not to be able to reject someone who didn't agree with the ethos of your Bible college. It definitely affects everyone who'd be training for ministry. Oh, absolutely. It affects who we employ as faculty or staff, and it affects who we admit as students, and it affects who we have as residents on our campus, Neil. Absolutely. And that's where it's at. That's what we're campaigning against. That's what we've got lobbyists working in Canberra against. And that's with the change of government and Labor and Greens. If that happens federally, that's going to be a really big battle, as it already is with the Liberal Party. No doubt, you know, you've got Bible colleges and Christian universities facing the issue of who can they employ, who can they admit, if it goes according to the plan of the left. And there's every indication they've, they've got strong numbers. Who can they employ? Who can they admit? And it even goes so far as to what can they teach? And oh, so yeah. you have this impingement even on the oh. freedom of the church to be able to teach what the Bible teaches. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got to be very firm. I mean, it's up for my denomination and my colleagues, but I've made it very clear I will not be dictated to by the government as to what I teach and who I employ and who I admit. I mean, there's got to be a line in the sand. We work with government, and sure, a lot of good things happen, and quality of teachers, and make sure it's fair play, and, and discrimination. All that thing is very important, Neil. But you can't have your Bible colleges uh, restricted as to who they can employ, and if they have to employ someone who's got a totally different value than you do with respect to marriage and the like, or who you admit as students are. You know, it, it's, it's a line in the sand thing for me. And we're talking about politics and the New South Wales state election and, of course, beyond that, the federal election and particularly getting some ideas about what it is that makes voting for a Christian party very valuable. Uh, now, Ross, when we get to vote for a Christian party like the uh, Christian Democratic Party, some people will say... And I know this is the line that comes from the big parties. If you vote for the minor parties, it's like voting for a lame duck. Uh, so people are interested in what Christian parties bring to the table, what sort of runs are on the board. And if we talk about New South Wales, there are a few runs on the board. What comes to mind for you? Oh, let me just mention a couple of things, Neil, that people might not be aware of. When you vote for Paul Green and the CDP, uh, in the March election, and he's our candidate there and sitting Member of Parliament, you're voting for a guy that got through New South Wales Parliament a 
bill with respect to outlawing slavery, hitting slavery in Australia and across the globe, where there are so many people in working conditions and in prostitution and the like, Neil, that are subject to slavery. It's his energy and his initiative that got that bill through Parliament. And you know, as well as I do, there are people in this country who are subject to slavery, particularly in areas like prostitution, Neil, where they come across, they're brought across from Asia and other parts, and they're in forced environments where they've got to be released from. So... That's an extraordinary bill that Paul Green's been part of. But, uh, Neil, people would not be aware that the reason most of us in, in our country, and particularly New South Wales, but our country, are smoke-free. You know, can go to cafes and the like are smoke-free. It's because of Fred Nile. I mean, who else had the power or the courage to take on the tobacco industry? He did those years ago, took it on and started the bills in New South Wales to ban smoking in public places and elsewhere that the rest of the country caught up with because Labor and Liberal wouldn't take on the tobacco industries, mate. They were too much dependent on them for their, you know, for their funding for their campaigns. He took them on. And, and Neil, I've got to tell you, I've been in his office where the minister rang for health and said, we're backing your bill, Fred, to ban smoking in cars where there's you know, children. We're backing your bill. And what happened the next day? All of the media covered it in New South Wales and elsewhere, but only one media outlet mentioned it was actually Fred Niles' bill. They kept on talking about a private member's bill. And as Fred said to me later, you know, imagine if the government was backing my bill on homosexuality. All of the media would have been said, you know, the government caved in to Fred Nile. But here's Fred Nile making us a smoke-free environment and... The media don't want to acknowledge it. He cost the media millions in revenue because of those particular pieces of legislation. And Neil, just very quickly, land rights has only come into New South Wales as many years ago because Fred had not been elected for long. Uh, it was his casting vote that decided whether the land's right, land right legislation would go through in New South Wales. His casting vote, everyone would thought he would go to the Liberal Party and vote against it. He went with the Labor Party and voted for it. And that's why amongst Aboriginal communities, Fred Nile is seen by many as the father, you know, the father figure, because he voted for land rights. He got the land right legislation through. Hey, Ross, I want to invite listeners to call in and be a part of our conversation. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in, you might have your own thoughts about what's coming with the New South Wales election and beyond that, the federal election, some of these social issues that are to the fore. Uh, let's talk some of those things, uh, Ross, because uh, there are issues that are going to be on the political agenda, things like banning the burqa. Uh, give us a little impression as to where the CDP sits on that because people are interested in Christian positions when it comes to this because there are different dimensions, different positions you can take. Oh, yes, and the CDP has been very strong before One Nation and, and Fred in particular that we believe in public places, Neil. I mean, people do whatever they like in private and elsewhere with that regards, but in public places for security and other reasons and for the, uh, the state making, you know, real, represent real representation about the dignity of women, that the burqa, you know, the full coverage of the face apart from the eyes should not be allowed in public spaces. And we make no apology for that. That's for the dignity of women. That's for security. Uh, we've been saying that for a long, long time, Neil. I'd be interested to hear what listeners say with respect to that. And also we've made it very clear that uh, we do not 
support Sharia law in this country. We believe there should be one law. We should be subject to one law and not Sharia law. We again feel that that's going to be a real attack on women and families in particular. And there's already Sharia based tribunals that we find quite disturbing in this country. In England, there's about 87 of them. And we just think this is a really disturbing move. We are a nation under one law, and that law has clear, clear background in the common law structure through the, uh, the, the laws of God. Uh, let's just keep on with Sharia law for a few moments here, Ross, because I know that people are concerned about the incremental rise of Sharia law, and uh, whether it's through Sharia finance or whether it's even uh, over this uh, whole issue of uh, burqas and, uh, and things like that, people are concerned about the way that Sharia law is now imposing itself in Australia, and uh, what that does, of course, is uh, raises this profile and moves towards the potential for a future authoritarian state that may be influenced by this Sharia law context. Uh, let's just have a little bit of a chat about this Sharia law for uh, for just a few moments longer because the concerns might be, and I'll get you to, here we go again, you're the CDP, uh, you can put the boot in both sides, uh, both sides would be open to these incremental processes unless you've got a Christian voice there uh, helping to direct traffic, you're very inclined to allow this Sharia law to creep in even more. Oh, yes, because support of Sharia law is found in many marginal seats, and that's part of the major party's problems. <laughs> you know, it's about winning elections. Well, it's really about winning marginal seats, Neil. That's what it's about. Uh, the polls are irrelevant. The only relevant polls are the ones uh, with respect to marginal seats. And so, you know... Sharia law is caught up with all of that particular process. But let's be very aware of this. The only way to protect us from Sharia law, uh, you know, dominating us, I mean, pe people can do whatever they wish following their own legal practice, provided they're not, you know, hurting other people or whatever. But as a state and as a community, we don't want family law. We don't want finance law. I mean, we don't want uh, criminal law to have an overarching Sharia law imposed upon it or, or or subject to that no no i mean we've got to oppose that neil I, I feel very strongly about that and it's already my concern is just not courts it's tribunals i mean i don't want tribunals where women go with men and the tribunal is under sharia law and the settlement the family law settlement is in that context and that comes back to a court to rubber stamp imagine a pressure on a woman in that environment with a male and that tribunal is is working under Sharia law. It's not who we are, Neil. I mean, it's, it's not good for us. It's not good for women. It's not good for our society. And, of course, it is a state uh, jurisdiction, isn't it, that uh, makes those laws about Sharia yeah. in the sense of yeah. those tribunals and uh, even the, uh, you know, the backdoor ways in which Sharia becomes more relevant because of the capacity of, of people to make a complaint, uh, to be offended. Uh, those sorts of things are, are, are an important part of, of how Christians need to be thinking about the issue. Oh, yes, absolutely, for the good of all societies. So they need to make that a clear statement. For the good of the Islamic community, our community, all of us, uh, together as Australians, we need to make that. But it can only be guaranteed, Neil, if you put it through legislation. It can only be guaranteed if it's there in law that, you know, we, 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 will, not, we will not accept Sharia law or Sharia tribunals. And 
and uh, I just think we've got to do that as a country uh, if we're going to have people, you know, being, you know, hearing their cases and, and people, uh, you know, working through their family law situations under one legal structure. Uh, I don't want women having to go to a tribunal on on on, uh, on, on family matters that's working under Sharia law. I mean, if that's going to happen, you know, it ought to be happening in another country, not here. Uh, well, you're in Sydney, Ross, and uh, there is more likelihood of this happening in Sydney than anywhere. So I suppose, and uh, you can give your comment here, uh, it's more important than ever that where you've got the Christian Democratic Party holding the balance of power in the upper house in New South Wales, if that were to uh, if that were to end, uh, you've got all sorts of problems uh, as to the sorts of things that will emerge in New South Wales. Oh, oh absolutely, and to the exact opposite of what we've just been talking about, Neil, because of the pressure of the Greens and the left-type parties. And, and you know, it's we've been talking about schools and we're talking about religious freedom. Uh, you know, the CDP, together with others, stand up for religious freedom and protection of schools and, and protection of uh, Christian institutions and Christian agencies and NGOs and teaching institutions, that they have the right to propagate their faith they have their right to employ according to their faith, and they have the right to teach their faith. I mean, not in an offensive way, but to stand for what they actually believe. I mean, if you take away their values, what's the point? Imagine saying to the Labor Party, for example, Neil, or the Greens, you must employ someone, imagine saying the Greens, you must employ someone who comes from the Christian Democratic Party, you must not discriminate them against your employment policy, and, in, and by the way, you know, you must admit people into your party that are from the right wing, and, and, and by the way, you know, imagine saying that to a political party, that's absolute nonsense. If you do that, we'll collapse as a political party. Well, how come you're trying to do that to Christian organisations? Uh, there's plenty more to talk about. In fact, there's so many issues. Let's tackle another one of the big ones, and that is Scripture in Schools and chaplaincy in schools in New South Wales because uh, the ACT government is making all sorts of uh, decisions that are counter to uh, the uh, the proliferation of scripture in schools and uh, indeed chaplaincy and there's all sorts of noises being made by state governments around the nation. What are your concerns for maintaining the presence of scripture in schools in New South Wales and for chaplaincy? Well, let's talk about chaplaincy first, because that's a national-wide problem, an issue. We have chaplaincies in, in, in schools. It's been supported by both Labor and Liberal. There's now pressure, as you said, on ACT government saying, no, we're not going to have chaplains in schools anymore. If they're going to be here, they're just going to be like secular workers. But we, you know, we're moving against chaplains in schools. The Labor Party has already announced federally that the money for chaplains can be used for other purposes, for you know, a worker in a school who's not necessarily a chaplain. You're starting to see the breakdown, Neil. Chaplains in schools have had an incredible impact. That's why uh, Julia Gillard said she's supporting chaplains in schools, even though she's an atheist, when, when she was Prime Minister. I mean, the runs are on the board, Neil. They've made a difference to education and to schools. They've acted properly. You know, they, they, they haven't done improper things. And they're just a light and assault in those schools and schools that every aid they can get in the hill. And what are people scared of? Well, why are they scared of the gospel if the gospel isn't power? I mean, what are they scared of? So we've got to stand up for chaplains in schools. And with that, in New South Wales, we have, under legislation, 
um, the right to have uh, scripture classes in schools. Well, they're trying to water that down too, take that away and make us like Victoria. I mean, Victoria is becoming the model of where they want all of us to end up, Neil. Well, it's time to say no. It's time to say no. And uh, let me just come back to the election and some of the hard detail here, because a win by the coalition at the upcoming state election in New South Wales, that would be the first time that a coalition government has won a third term in office in the state since 1971. Mm. You made mention at the beginning of our conversation, Ross, about what the polls are showing, and uh, is it the case that the polls are showing that Labor is uh, ready to win power in just over three weeks' time? Oh, yeah, that's definitely on the cards. Uh, and the polls are showing that, uh, you know, the Liberal Party is it's, it's neck and neck and the Liberal Party may be returned with a minority government. They may get back. But the polls at this, indica- at this stage are indicating that, you know, there's, there's you know, a real potential of Labor becoming government. Um, and uh, Labor depended on the Greens in the upper house to get their legislation through. And maybe Labor in a minority government also depending on Greens or other independents in the lower house. Uh, it's as key as that, Neil, and uh, people need to decide whether they want that uh, Christian oversight in the New South Wales Parliament, whether they want the CDP who's acted for good for so many years there. And politicians from both sides, Neil, have said constantly, if you're going to vote for a minor party, vote for CDP, because they're the ones that do it well, they're the ones who understand what it is to be a minor party, and they're the ones who are actually doing it for the good of the community, not because they've got some sort of personal ideology they're chasing. 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Solomon in Blacktown in New South Wales. Hello, Solomon. Welcome along. Yeah. Uh, g'day, Neil. Uh, welcome to you, uh, Dr. Ross. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Solomon. Thank you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, uh, Dr. Ross, it's, uh, it's much to do with uh, the spirituality of what uh, um, our older brother uh, Fred Nile did in the past? It was it was to do with the with the with the march that uh, used to take place in Sydney City. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord has just been speaking to me in the past uh, few days in in in, in terms of what uh, the overall effectiveness in the spiritual dimension in the spiritual realm of the marches. We have basically, that's the whole Christendom, we have uh, slackened off, we have slept, we've been asleep of not uh, doing marches in, in the street. Uh, and what uh, Fred Nile had done in the past, we left New Zealand in 97 to settle here and immediately we were linked with Fred Nile for some spiritual reason, which is we believe the Holy Spirit. We did marches uh, along with that, even though we still cannot vote because we're still under the New Zealand. Solomon, you're making a good point. The marches that don't happen are countering some of the marches that have really given uh, perhaps even uh, groups like the LGBT group such prominence. Uh, And uh, Fred Nile, you could argue, vilified dreadfully over so many years. Uh, Your thoughts for Solomon, Ross? Look, he's making a really good point, Neil, and uh, uh, it's something I want to explore more because he's quite right. The Christian community and churches are doing less and less marches because the sense was it wasn't really effective and they weren't getting the media coverage. You know, you get 10 people 
from the Greens or the left marching, it'll be you know, open the news. And you get you know, 5,000 people from a Christian sense marching, and you wouldn't even find it on the news. So, I mean, there was part of that concern going on. But I think uh, Solomon's raised a very significant issue that I know CDP and, my, and myself personally as president want, want to address. Have we done enough with respect to marches? And, you know, is there need to be more present in marches on particular issues and concerns? And, uh, you know, a lot of our ethnic churches are doing that, Neil. And, uh, but I, I think Solomon's got a point and it's something we need to look at. And Fred certainly led the way there and has been vilified. And maybe that's why Christians are feeling a little bit softer on marches so they don't want to end up the same way. Or they're concerned they do all that marching and then nothing happens in the news or the media, but they know other marches are covered. And, and, and you know, that could get quite... Uh, soul destroying. Thank you so much to Solomon in Blacktown. Let's take one more call. Wendy is in New South Wales. Hello Wendy. Hi Neil. Hi Wendy. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, I just had a really quick question. Um, our two politicians Federal and um, New South Wales are Christians but and, and I think um, they, at least in New South Wales, he'll get in again. There is doubt about um, um, the federal one, but so I just wanted to know: Is it better to vote for the CDP straight out, or vote for my liberal Christian politician? Okay, well we have a preferential voting system. Ross, what are your thoughts for Wendy? My thoughts for Wendy is in the lower house: one CDP and vote two for you know your Christian politician. And, uh, you know, when our vote is exhausted, they will receive that vote. But you're making a statement uh, that you want that politician to be aware that Christian values are at the forefront, one and two. And in the upper house, Neil, it's absolutely essential that Wendy and others just vote one Paul Green CDP, just one above the line. Just put the one there. And, uh, you know, I really encourage you to do that. Wendy from New South Wales, thank you so much for your call. Uh, we won't take any more calls, just a couple of minutes remaining in our conversation. Uh, Ross, uh, what do you know about the leaders uh, on both sides? Of course, you've got Gladys Berejiklian, who is the yeah. incumbent Premier, uh, the opposition yeah. leader, Michael Daly. Uh, do they, are they people of faith? Uh, any ideas about, you know, their, their character and what has shaped them? Yes. Yeah, look, uh, Gladys is a person of faith from an orthodox kind of background. And uh, she's very supportive of, of Fred and the CDP, and she's a delightful person, uh, irrespective of her politics, and she's trying to do the best job she can. Uh, before Daly, Luke Foley, of course, got wiped out because of an indiscretion, alleged indiscretion. Uh, he was a Catholic, and he was also very supportive of uh, CDP. We haven't had a chance enough to work out where Daly is at. But um, it, it's fair to say in politics in New South Wales, there are people that are very open to faith, including leaders in, in New South Wales. Help them out, Fred, uh, Neil, help them out. Vote for CDP. So the Labor and Liberal have to go to the CDP as a balance of power rather than to the Greens. They would love you for that. And of course, uh, the risks, as we mentioned a little earlier, if the Greens take on an extended influence in the upper house, that may in fact upset the balance of power as it currently is. Uh, any thoughts about, uh, you know, outcomes and possibilities for the upper house uh, for the next election, Ross? Uh, that's definitely on the cards. We're feeling very confident at the moment. 
as the way the polls are going. We will still have the balance of power, perhaps uh, with one or two other parties, but still be there with the balance of power and being able to have that particular influence. But it can't be taken for granted, Neil. And so what New South Wales has benefited from for many years cannot be taken for granted. You don't want to go like Canberra, where you've got these minor parties like the Greens trying to defeat every bill, trying to run everything, trying to get all their moral and social agendas out there. You don't want that. You want a sensible party, knows what it is to be a minor party, but stands up for Christian values. Yeah. New South Wales doesn't want to become like Canberra, mate, with you know seven prime ministers in so many years. I mean, we want, we want stability. We want stability in government. And uh, CDP guarantees our Christian values, but also brings stability. Ross Clifford, thank you so much for good common sense, but also bringing into our thoughts uh, with regard to the New South Wales state election and beyond the federal election, uh, these understandings that we have as Christian believers, uh, bringing into context the changes that are going on in our states and in our nation, uh, because some of these social issues, uh, they're not easy to turn around if they get a hold in a significant way. And I'll point people to the uh, website, just simply Google Christian Democrats. Democratic Party, and you'll find out some more details about uh, the those candidates. Of course, uh, Fred Nile, and of course, Paul Green. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Ross Clifford is the New South Wales State President of the Christian Democratic Party. And Ross, uh, thank you so much for your insights today. And uh, I hope we get another opportunity ahead of the election, and uh, with New South Wales election coming up, and then even beyond uh, to the federal election, we get another opportunity to get your insights once again very soon. Thanks so much for being with us on Twenty Twenty. Thanks, Neil. And don't forget, pray, pray. Uh, balance of prayer, I thought you said. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.